today's Leading Women episode 243 with the wonderful Sarah Bundy. Women all over the world, get ready for inspiring and empowering interviews from women at the top of their field who are kicking butt in their business and who are prepared to share shocking revelations from being in the limelight. You are now listening to Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg. Have a WordPress site or thinking of getting one? Bluehost offers unlimited hosting starting at $4.95 per month. Got your WordPress site hosted somewhere? No worries. Bluehost can help you transfer those domains fast and seamlessly easy. Join me and millions of others who trust Bluehost as our main hosting provider. Sign up today at todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash Bluehost. That's www.todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash Bluehost. Yes, women of the world, let's get started. I am delighted to introduce you our amazing guest for today, Sarah Bundy. Sarah Bundy is an award-winning digital marketing strategist, affiliate marketing specialist, trainer, and author. She is the founder and CEO of All Inclusive Marketing, a digital marketing agency that is ranked in the top 101% of performance marketing agencies in North America that helps brands reach, engage, and convert their buyers online. She is ranked in the top 40 digital marketing strategies of 2012 and top 25 affiliate marketing bloggers of 2012. Sarah's passion lies in working with purpose-driven companies who are innovative and find gaps in the marketplace while creating high-value opportunities that meet buyers' specific needs. So women of the world, Ms. Sarah Bundy, welcome to the show. Thank you, Marie. I appreciate it very much. We are delighted to have you on the show, and I'm sure our listeners are as well. So, Sarah, I really like what you're doing with your business. You are a success in your own right. You put in the effort, the sweat equity, the knowledge, and the experience to build a special business you call your own. As a result of that, our listeners really want to get to know you, and I want to provide that conduit, you know, that bridge between you and our listeners. So, here are some cool questions that we can talk about. Feel free to comment and time about them, but these are just general questions I have in mind. Sure, sounds great. So let's start with your business. You know, there might be people out there who want to start one and have no clue how to go about it. Can you tell us more about your business and idea behind a niche? Mm, absolutely. So um, All Inclusive Marketing was actually founded uh, in 2009, um, and I founded it actually when I was six months pregnant with my son, Kai. And uh, it was all by myself. Before I got into the digital marketing space, I actually started my uh, career as an, a travel agent. And interestingly enough, in 13 months of working in a very uh, well-known uh, travel agency chain across Canada, I won 13 awards for sales and customer service excellence. And what I realized about my time there was that um, one of the reasons why I was winning these awards was because I was realizing how much people appreciated things like all-inclusive packages to Mexico and to Cuba uh, and to the Dominican Republic. And so it started making me think, okay, why is it that people love all-inclusive packages so much uh, and all-inclusive resorts so much? And I came to realize that people just really wanted to have pristine service, uh, pristine quality care. They wanted luxury uh, they wanted sort of that exclusive uh, feeling, and they wanted all of their needs addressed under one roof at one time without having to worry about anything. 
So later in life, when I got into the digital marketing space, where I actually started with a company called Coastal.com, CoastalContacts.com, they're actually uh, the world's largest online uh, retail of optical products and recently sold to a French company for $430 million. Uh, I was their sales manager after I was a travel agent for a while, just because of some connections that I had had, I got into that space. And about three months into that business, being their sales manager, um, they looked at my results and they said, wow, you're really strong in sales. Um, we see the hockey stick, stick curve that's happening because of the way that you're uh, engaging with our 53 call center reps to help them improve their sales processes. Um, and we really want you to work as our affiliate manager as well. So I didn't know what an affiliate marketing program was. Um, I didn't know what affiliate marketing was at all. A lot of people still to this day don't know what it is. It's quite a, a new industry uh, overall. In a nutshell, though, affiliate marketing is basically like having an online sales force that works on a performance basis only. So you get to determine uh, what you want them to do, what these uh, salespeople online, what, you, what these partners, what you want them to do, such as help drive traffic to convert a sale or fill out a lead form or download something, as an example. And then after the customer takes that action, then you pay the partner, you pay the affiliate uh, for helping you drive that new sale or that new customer acquisition. So this model is called affiliate marketing, and I, I found that I really, really enjoyed it because everything was customized, it was extremely uh, dynamic, and it was fast-paced, and it was very relationship-focused. Uh, and that's where I ended up having a lot of my successes, where I was just really interested in people. I was interested in what problems they were having and how I could solve them first or fastest um, or at the best value possible. And so I've sort of adapted this my whole life, this whole whole philosophy of how can I help you? You know, I'm at your service. What can I do to make your life easier? And so the affiliate space has, has um, you know, done well for me because these are, these are individual business owners that are trying to make money with their websites um, or with a magazine that they may have or even a radio show or a podcast like you, Marie. You know, where are the partners that sell products and services that make sense for my audience? And how can I engage with them and work with them in order to bring value to customers, solve their problems? And I can earn a little bit of, mon bit of money doing that as well. So that sort of model is that model is affiliate marketing. Flip a few years later, you know, I went and traveled the world with my husband before we had kids. Uh, we said, okay, before we get too deep into this, into our lives and, and the responsibilities we have, let's just go travel. So we quit our jobs. I left Coastal Contacts. We traveled the world for a year. And when we came back, um, somebody from that team, the Coastal Contacts team, contacted me and said, hey, let's start a business together. You're really strong in affiliate marketing. It's a booming, like there's a huge need for it. It's going to be a booming industry. There's not a lot of experts in the space yet. Um, I can help with these particular areas of marketing and let's start a digital marketing agency together. And I said, no, thank you. I'm not interested. Um, you know, I had had an idea of going into a big corporate job again or, uh, you know, taking a little bit of time off till I figured out what I wanted to do once I got back home. He was very persistent, though. And so we were, I did a business plan and I did the market research and I realized that my area of expertise in affiliate marketing was actually hugely in demand. And there wasn't really anybody who understood it as well as I did, aside from a handful of people. So I said, all right, let's do it. We started our first digital marketing agency together. Um, based on his <laughs> um, um, uh, drive and continuous requests and, and based on my research in the industry, seeing that there was a, a gap. There was a gap in the industry that I could fill, that we could fill together. So we started this full-service uh, industry 
and uh, excuse me, this full service agency. About a year in, it didn't work out from a partnership perspective. So I decided to just go off on my own and started again. However, I was six months pregnant at the time when it happened. So my intention was to, to just work with a couple of different clients at the time and then build it to something bigger um, if, if it would allow. How did I come up with the concept of all-inclusive marketing? Um, going back to the, the age of, I was an, a travel agent, and understanding that people just wanted to go somewhere where they could have exceptional service, exceptional quality, exceptional care, everything they needed under one roof and have that all-inclusive experience. I wanted to bring that into the digital marketing space. And so we created all-inclusive marketing. Wow, I love what I'm hearing about your business and how it evolved and came into existence. And I'm sure our listeners were curious to hear that one as well. And you also touched uh, about the defining moment when you got you pregnant with your son, Kai. I love the name. Is it Kai again? It is. It's Kai. Yeah, it's Kai. You know, my husband's name happens to be Kai as well. And he's from huh. Norway. He's Norwegian. And I love that name. Oh, that's so cool. Now, what was that defining moment that prompted you to start a business and made you say, this is my business? Well, I knew that I had a skill set that not a lot of people had. And I knew that at this point, the market was just amazingly huge. Um, the sky was the limit for me. I could go in a billion different directions and make money at all, any of them just because of the knowledge base that I had. Uh, but I wanted to do it right. And I wanted to do it ethically. And I wanted to do it in a way that was very purpose-driven for me and meaningful for me. Um, I wanted to add value. Um, so I focused first on small businesses uh, and medium-sized businesses and how I could help those companies be more successful through better digital marketing strategies, online marketing strategies, and through performance marketing programs. Um, I also had the full intention and did execute on helping to push our industry forward. One of the things that's challenging about the affiliate marketing program is that, excuse me, affiliate marketing industry is that there's a lot of misconceptions about it and it doesn't really have a really positive reputation. Because uh, in the press, you get a lot of people who talk about, you know, fraudulent activity or, you know, stolen credit cards or multi-level marketing, and, and they attribute it to um, affiliate marketing. Unfortunately, uh, again, these are misconceptions. The industry is absolutely a wonderful place to be. There's fantastic business owners, smart business owners, ethical business owners, you know, moms who have their own blogs. There's companies that have created interesting products that they're trying to sell online. And it's just really a matter of connecting these people. So part of my intention and purpose in having this business was to be able to push our industry forward through better education and through sticking to uh, my ethical business practices and hiring people who also had shared similar philosophies of helping those around us pushing our industry forward. So um, you asked what was my aha moment in, in uh, wanting to start this. One was filling, filling a need that I saw that was there. Two was that I had an opportunity to make something better. Um, that no one else was really putting the effort into doing. And so I felt like I had a bigger purpose. Um, last year, we were actually up for a Pinnacle Award, which is the most prestigious award that you can win in our industry. And I think a lot of it had to do with the fact uh, that we were just contributing so much to uh, educating people in the space and, and bettering the standards that were out there. So uh, that was a really huge honor for us, and we were very grateful for that. The final thing that was really my aha moment or, or just like the thing that drove me to do this was that because I was six months pregnant with Kai, I was in a position where even though my relationship with my former business partner did not work out, I couldn't just go back and get a job because no one was going to go hire me at six months pregnant. I would have had to take a maternity leave after three months. So if from a business owner perspective, why would you invest in somebody like that um, in the position that they're in? Because it would be too risky or too expensive. So I thought, okay, let me just give this a go on my own. I had the drive 
And I had the knowledge base and I had the experience from my former uh, partnership with my business partner. So I thought, okay, let me transition this over. I'll do it by myself. I'll give it a good year. I'll push like crazy. I don't have an option to go get a job and I cannot let this fail because I've got my baby now that I need to consider. And this is my family. So I worked probably about 73 days in a row for the first time around before we closed our first business, our first client. And then when I left and I was six months pregnant, I still worked 12 to 14 hours a day, six to seven days a week to make sure that this business did not fail. And my husband and I basically, after we had our son, tagged team nights and days taking care of him so we could both work to make this successful. So it was this no failure type of um, situation where I didn't have an option for failure. It had to work. And so it just drove me that much further to make sure that it did. And so we made the decisions we needed to make together as a couple that allowed us to eventually grow our company to what is now 23 people uh, in the company. And we have huge brands like United Vacations and Southwest Vacations and Norton Antivirus as examples of, of clients who trust us with their work. Wow. So besides the baby effect, like what my mentor, John Lee Dumas of Entrepreneur on Fire used to say, you also leverage the skill sets that you have. And that's a great takeaway here for our listeners. You know, if you know that you have a skills that you can leverage on, that you know it can help other people, that's often the birth of a great business idea. You know, if you know that you can help somebody else with the skill set that you have, that's a great uh, start of a business idea. So thank you for sharing that. And we learn, I learned a lot from what you shared and I'm sure our listeners are as well. Now, your business obviously has a vision to be the market leader in your industry and that resonates very well with particular portion of our listeners. However, they really like to know what was the compelling vision for your business that continues to drive you towards success day in and day out? I think it is that that purpose to better the industry. Um, you know, we we have extremely high standards uh, in, as a company of our team. Uh, we're constantly striving for perfection, which was just a matter of excellence continuing to drive forward. So just I think for some people, there's a sort of inherent need to constantly improve and grow. <laughs> um, you know, they're very A-type personalities um, and they have very strong uh, core value of things that they feel like they need to accomplish in their lives. For me personally, for me, it was just a matter of, you know, continuing to contribute to something, to see see something in my industry that I could contribute to, be bettered because of our efforts. Um, so it's interesting. You know, a lot of people come to us and they say, you know, how did you become so successful? How did you grow a million dollar business? Um, was it because you, you know, you had high pricing? Was it because you knew how to position yourselves? And frankly, I think, I think it's just because we cared so much that we constantly put ourselves out there to solve people's problems for them. And, um, and we were lucky to be able to, you know, build for it the way that, that we can, because we're constantly just trying to be the best at it. And then once we're the best and we know we're the best, how do we still make it better? Because it's not perfect yet. So that constant drive for improvement is definitely what has allowed us to be as successful as, uh, as we have become so far. Yes, it's constantly uh, growing and improving, it's constantly striving for excellence. What a compelling vision that one is. And takeaway here for our listeners is to create a vision for yourself and for your business that inspires you on a daily basis. And this vision is going to grow with you and change with you as your business and as you personally grow. So the most important thing is write something 
create something now, even though it, how small that one is, write something that inspires you so that you know, and also that gives you a direction that gives you, that keeps you moving forward in your um, quest for business success. So write that down, write that vision, create a vision for yourself. So thank you for sharing that for our listeners mm. as well. My now, pleasure. let's talk about how you prepared for success that turned this vision into a reality. Can you share our listeners what are some of your personality traits or your top three personal qualities that help you become a successful entrepreneur that our listeners can learn from? Mm. That's an interesting question. I would actually probably have to think about that for a little <laughs> while to figure out which three I would pick. But um, I think one of the biggest things that has helped me in my life has been the ability to attract the right people around me. I am a full believer that you cannot be successful by yourself, um, that having a mentor or having advisors or having friends or surrounding yourself with other like-minded people and treating all of those people with respect and building those relationships is what allows very successful people to come about. Um, I, th- I do see people who try to start businesses and you know they have a bit of a, uh, uh, they shut down, you know, outside uh, opinions or outside help or outside support or, you know, feedback. They don't receive feedback well. And they sort of hit a point where they get stuck. Um, you know, they'll grow to a certain point by themselves and then they can't grow anymore. So I feel that the, the most successful companies that I've seen and most successful business people are extremely receptive to getting advice and help from others. Um, and also extremely good at surrounding themselves with the right people who will help them help take them to that next level. So for me, that's one, one, one of my uh, sort of personality traits that's always been um, a benefit, which is just, I like, I really like people. I like to be around people. I'm a bit of a yes person. So if you want to talk to me, <laughs> I'm probably going to say yes uh, at some point, just, uh, you know, as much as my time can allow. Um, because I think it's important to, to lean on others and know when to ask for help and know where to support and then give referrals. Right. So I help you help me. I like you. I trust you. Or I help you. You and the trust is there. Let me refer you some business. Our entire business has actually been built on the referrals and recommendations of other people. Uh, we don't have a sales team. Uh, I still take the phone calls um, for people who are looking to work with us, and it's all coming from people who just trust trust us and like us. So I think relationship development goes a really long way. Um, the other things too is just sort of having a, a no quit attitude. Or actually, let me rephrase that. It's when to know when to quit, and then until you get to the point where, where you know that you need to quit, never quitting before that. So just keep driving, make adjustments, be fluid. Um, I think it's really important to have a plan. So, uh, you know, I'm very good at writing down lists, writing down my ideas, and then going back later and prioritizing them, and then either delegating to other people. So delegation is a good, good skill set to have for a business owner, um, and outsourcing the things that you're not so good at. And then really focusing on the things that you are really good at so that you can uh, scale and leverage those a little bit faster than trying to do everything by yourself. Wow, great personal uh, qualities and traits that you just shared there. And uh, the good news is that we can all cultivate and adapt these traits that uh, Sarah just shared with us. And I love when you said about the ability to attract the right people, you know, and when you said about, you know, you knowing when not to, when to quit and not quitting until then mm-hmm. uh, wow that was that was really huge uh, like wow that's really true and also to know when to delegate things because there are a lot of tasks that you know we 
we have so much in our plate, so but we have to learn how to delegate all sorts of those other tasks that we uh, so that we can free up some of our time as well. So thank you for sharing those. Mm-hmm. Now let's talk about what happened when you started your journey as entrepreneur. You know, as entrepreneurs, we face daily challenges that define our being, and to get through those challenges takes a very special person, and our audience wants to know that special person in you. So. What have been your biggest challenges and how have you addressed or overcame those barriers to success that a lot of women entrepreneurs face today? Um, I think my biggest challenge, to be very honest with you, is that I had two babies back to back while starting my business. And, I, I, you know, a lot of women who are going to be on this this uh, podcast right now are going to understand exactly where the struggle is because, you know, there's always that tear between I want to be a mom, I want to be a business owner. Okay, now I need to be a mom again, and but I'm extremely driven and I have stuff to do for the business. This is our livelihood, right? So um, my kids, how do, I, how do I describe it? When I had my son, I had three weeks off as a break, and then I was back at my keyboard working 12 hours a day. When I had my daughter, I had a two-year-old and, and had five days off before I was back at the keyboard, you know, answering emails, phoning clients back, helping with development and things like that. So I was extremely torn as a mom, because I felt like I gave up the first year of both of my kids' lives in order to make this business successful. And it was extremely difficult for me. It's extremely difficult for me now to think about it. Um, at the same time, they're now four and two years old, and I never miss anything going on in either of their lives from school. I go to all their field trips. If I want to leave early for the day at 2.30 in the afternoon or noon because I want to take them to the park or the playground and not work anymore on a sunny day and go to the beach, I can. So do I regret giving up those first two two years or like the first year of both of their lives? Absolutely not. We absolutely made the right decision with it because now both my husband and I can spend the rest of our lives being free to do what we'd like to with our kids. But I tell you, it was so hard and challenging trying to figure out how to run a business when you were nursing and changing diapers and making sure they weren't swallowing marbles um, to, and missing client calls and, and sometimes making bad mistakes because you're sleep, sleep deprived. <laughs> um, and the other side of it of like, I'm missing time with my kids. I was extremely fortunate. My saving grace was that I saw both of my kids take their first steps. Everything else, we either had a nanny or my husband or my parents got to experience most of. Uh, so that was hugely, that was my biggest challenge by far was I couldn't grow the business as fast as I wanted to because the kids were there and I couldn't be a great mom and be there for my kids because the business was there. And I know a lot of moms are struggling with that right now. So that probably resonates with a few people. My thought on it is, you know what, if you believe in your business and you do see the potential and your growth is going in the right direction, just push forward, keep going, get more help to, to focus on the areas that you need the most help so you can spend more time doing the things that you love and that you love that you need to do in order to continue to see that success. Wow, I am wow, I was so hooked into listening to every word that you've said because I can totally agree, I can totally resonate, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners, especially those juggling family, having small kids around, it is a lot of sacrifice that we have to take. And I mean there are there are events and uh, there are you know, times in our in our business uh, life that we have to make those sacrifices. But of course it's 
you can make up for it, like what you have done. And now, now the benefits of being in business that you have time now to spend with your, your kids. So you were able to sacrifice some of those time early on, but now you're able to make up for that. And that's the beauty mm-hmm. of having your own business. So I, right. I echo with you what you've said. I'm sure a lot of our listeners are as well. So make let's make the most of what we can because we only mm-hmm. we only have one body as well, and we are pulling yes. different directions. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. And on that note, I'd love for you to talk about work-life balance. You know, being a business owner myself, maintaining a work-life balance is so crucial to overall success in life. Now, mm-hmm. the challenge with us entrepreneurs is how to click on and click off and create the work-life balance, particularly if you have a family juggling many roles. So in your life as an entrepreneur, how do you maintain this work-life balance? And what are some of the ways that you accomplish this in the areas of your health, your family, your relationships, and your business? Well, I, I have two two interesting and kind of funny thoughts on this. One is that um, I actually don't believe in work-life balance anymore, <laughs> which is unfortunate. But I look at every business owner that I know, especially parents, like business owners that have kids, and something at some point has to give out to put the time and attention that you need to in other areas. So I, what I have found is that moms and business owners beat themselves up over not being able to find this work-life balance that everybody else seems to talk about and be able to accomplish. But in reality, I don't think anybody's accomplishing it right now. So my first piece of feedback on it is do your best and try and find the best life balance that you can, but it doesn't have to be perfect and it doesn't exist for most people out there. So it's okay. Pat yourself on the back. You know, if something has to go for a little bit, you can get back to it in the end. And then it's always, it's going to be shifting around all the time. And you know, where you feel like you're struggling, then you put more attention to you and then something else goes and then you shift back. So it's okay. My first point is it's okay, except that it's okay (laughs) and that you can always get back to focusing on what you need to. Um, The other point of it is that uh, I, as a funny point, I work with my husband. I live with my husband. We raise kids together. Everything we do is with my husband. So a lot of people ask me, well, how do you have a happy marriage and a successful relationship and a peaceful household when you work with the guy too? And how do you shut off between your work hours and then literally working from home, just not talk about work anymore and then flip into family mode? Like, how is that even possible? And you know what? We very successfully do it. Um, we know that we work between the, we are available for working between the hours of nine and five Pacific standard time. Um, you know, if we need to happen to pop online later because the kids have gone to bed and I answer a couple emails, fine. Um, but you know what? Five o'clock after five o'clock, that's family time for us. And it, Ian is my husband, Kai and Haley are my kids. And you know, as soon as the five o'clock hits, close the, close the laptop, close my book go get the kids, go to the park. We just enjoy each other's company. Um, you know, in the evenings after the kids go to bed, I usually go for a run. I'll go to the gym. We cook together as a family on weekends. We spend all our weekends together now. In the mornings, we one of the ways that we've found a balance is that we alternate mornings with the kids of who has to get up to take care of the kids because we can work together. So one morning I'll get up, I'll get them dressed, I'll make them lunch, I'll take them to school. And then the next morning I get to sleep in and my husband does it. And then the next morning it's my turn again. And then the next morning it's his turn again. So every other day we get to sleep in. <laughs> um, and every other day we get to spend the, be the parent to take care of our kids. So, you know, everybody has to find sort of whatever system works for them. Um, and I think it's really important to spend the time that you need to to focus on yourself as well. 
Um, how do I do that? Again, I can go for runs or go to the gym. We live in a really nice area where there's a lot of nature walks and the beach a block away. So I'll just, you know, go outside for a bit. Um, or I'll read a book for a while outside. Um, but I think everybody needs to find sort of their own thing. And yeah, I think the biggest thing is don't beat yourself up over it if it's not perfect all the time. <laughs> yes. Well, I love your perspective on that. I love the tips that you have shared. I love the examples that you've shared as well. And yeah, it, the bottom line is really to find out what works for you in the current situation that you are in right now. So whatever your situation is, work around that one. And like what uh, um, Sarah just shared, don't beat yourself up when you are not able to do other things that you want to do because there are sacrifices uh, as well. But the mm-hmm. most important thing is that you are not neglecting those that are important to you because that's the whole idea of this. So thank right. you for sharing that. No problem. Before we get to the highlight of our show, let's thank our sponsor. Podcast your passion. Yes. Did you know you can podcast your passion, make a difference, and make money talking about what you love talking about? That's how I get to do what I'm doing. Talking to wonderful women every day here at Today's Leading Women. Want to learn how I did it? Go to podcastyourpassion.com. That's www.podcastyourpassion.com. Now, let's talk about one of the highlights of our show, and that's your advice for other entrepreneurs and those aspiring to be. You obviously got some lessons learned under your belt of experience, so take it back to the past. Say you're going to start all over again as an entrepreneur, and you are in a class with other entrepreneurs who are hungry and thirsty for success, or even for making that first buck. What types of special suggestions or advice and lessons that you learned would you give your fellow entrepreneurs knowing where you came from and where you're headed at? And if you can boil them down to your top three tips or advice, what would those three be? Um, I would suggest that if anybody is looking to um, start a business with another person, my number one advice would be know exactly who that person is, know exactly what their um, values are and ensure that you're on the same page philosophically and what you're building together. Um, It's important to know who you're, excuse the expression, it's important to know who you're getting into bed with. So um, our, my former business partner, uh, he and I did not understand each other very well. We did not know each other very well. And we were actually completely on different pages about how we wanted our businesses to be run. Um, On top of that, we actually did not seek legal advice when we put together our partnership agreement. So that would be another piece of advice. Get a lawyer if you're going to get a partner so that they can actually be that mediator and go through the vetting process with you to make sure that everything is equal and fair. And that if you were to part ways, both of you are protected in the way that you need to be protected. If your partner is not willing to do that, then get your own lawyer and do it, even if there's an expense. Because that whole situation for me turned into um, a bit of a nightmare and I had to walk away from a lot of money just to be able to get out of the partnership because I was unhappy in it. So number one, know who you're going to be partners with and two, um, get legal advice if you are going to sign anything that's uh, le- that's that's uh, involving money or a partnership, get legal advice and get a proper contract uh, sorted out, not one that you do yourselves. So that was my biggest mistake and learning experience right off the bat. Um, on a positive note, for anybody who's looking at starting a business, how to get that first sale or how to drive the most success or how to differentiate yourself, my number one thing is understand what your customers or whoever it is that you're targeting, understand what their big red hot fire is that they cannot put out by themselves 
and then be the first person to put it out for them. Position yourself. Everything about who you are and the way you market your company needs to address whatever that biggest problem is for them and why you are the specialist and why your company and your brand is the right company to put out that fire. Everything that you are and become is there for the purpose of solving that one big issue that whatever your customer is dealing with needs to solve. So in our case, for example, we're a marketing company. One of the biggest things that our clients try and uh, need help with is driving sales and driving new customer acquisitions for a lowered cost. They need to see constant growth, and we can do that for them. So all of our marketing and the services we provide are built around uh, solving that issue for our clients. Um, so know what the red hot fire is, know what the issues are of your clients, and then be the first, the fastest, or the best value, or all three to solve that for your customers. And you're going to see a lot of growth. Position yourselves correctly for that. Okay. And then number three is really build those relationships. Um, you know, like I said, a lot, all of our business really has been built on the referrals and recommendations of others. So whatever product and service it is that you are um, creating or trying to sell or building a business around, understand who you can align yourself with and build relationships with and offer some kind of value to. We call them critical non-essentials, relationship development and critical non-essentials. What are the things that you can constantly be offering to your strategic partners and to your allies that allow them to remember you, to understand your value, to understand your differentiators and why they would recommend you because business will come from those people and it's free and you don't need to spend any money on marketing or social media or ranking in Google if you have the right relationships with people who can refer you business. So that would be my third one. Wow, great nuggets, great takeaways with what you've shared that we all can learn and take action on today. So I'll make sure to have this on our show notes as well because huge takeaways with what you've shared. And I'm really big on what you really um, reiterated that when you are, if, you're, if your business involves partnership, we really have to find who or know who you are partnering with and to involve uh, a lawyer or get legal advice just to, in order to protect you, both parties as well. And and, uh, yeah, and to really hone on understanding your customer's biggest or biggest need or biggest challenge and providing a solution for that. Huge on that as well. So thank you for sharing those. Now, what's one favorite business resource or a tool that you use in your business that's radically changing the way you do business and that which you can share our listeners with? Um, you know what? We've evolved in uh, the way that we've used our tools and the resources that we have. I'm, I read a lot of articles. Um, I read a lot of business blogs. Um, I read a lot of creative blogs and books. I buy. A, I read a book or two a month. I think it's important to continue to read. I also actually tend to not only uh, uh, frequent all of the events and meetups and conferences in my industry, but I actually do a lot of weird stuff outside of my industry that has absolutely nothing to do with us and nothing to do with my skill sets. And the reason why is because I think it's important that people expand their minds and learn the, the business practices that work in other industries to see if there's an opportunity for a fit in your own industry. Because let's say everybody in your industry is doing exactly the same thing and you're just trying to be another one of them and you're all doing things exactly the same way. If you step out of that for a minute and look at how somebody else is doing things and then step back into your industry and do it slightly different, suddenly you're the only person who's doing something in your industry and you've just created an, an extremely important and valuable differentiator for yourself. 
So in addition to that, meeting people in different industries also allows for more referrals from things. And you never know what doors that's going to open. Maybe there's a new product you need to offer or a new service that you can offer that you do have the skill set for, which you didn't notice was a problem until you went somewhere else. Um, these are just ideas that you can have. So more than a tool and more than a resource thing is just you know diversify your learning opportunities a little bit. Um, because one resource will give you one perspective, but lots of resources will give you lots of perspectives. And I have the belief that that's a good way to differentiate yourself when you're in your own industry. Um, from a tool perspective, um, you know, <laughs> one of the things, depending on the people who are listening to this and what kind of businesses they're trying to build, if it's a solo, solo, um, you know, a solopreneur, somebody who's just by themselves, they don't want to scale, you know, there's going to be different, uh, pr- products that are useful, uh, one of the ones that was really useful for me when it when it was just myself managing my own database was a, a product called Streak, S T R E A K, and it's actually a Google Marketplace plugin that plugs into Gmail. It's free, and what it does is it allows you to have sort of like a, a customer management system through your Gmail account. It's called Streak. Okay, that one was really useful for me when I was doing small stuff on my own. Um, once you scale, is really important to obviously have everybody on the same page using a centralized system so you can track results, you can track um, activity and progress, you have a central place for all of your content content um, management systems um, and reporting and such. We were using Zoho CRM for a little while. Um, we actually do still use Zoho, Z-O-H-O, sorry, I'm Canadian, I just said Z, Z-O-H-O, okay? So Zoho CRM. And it's actually uh, a few of the people that created Salesforce or some of the Salesforce team actually went and created Zoho. So it's very much like Salesforce, but simplified and a lot cheaper. So if you're looking for a good CRM system, Zoho is pretty good. Um, And then the other thing that we have now switched over to is HubSpot because it helps us with automating um, a lot of our uh, different efforts that we need for client management, as well as our own marketing now um, and our own sales flows now, because we've gotten very big and a lot busier Um, So we need that automation and that additional help. Um, And also just with regards to, so anything that automates and flows and reporting, um, but really the biggest investment you can make is in your people. (laughs) So invest in yourself and invest in your team, hire the right people, because no matter how good your systems and tools are, if you don't have the right people, that doesn't matter. Yes, totally agree with you. And thank you for sharing those uh, resources and those tools that you are using that our listeners can learn from as well. So that's, I'll make sure to have this on our show notes. Now, you, I mentioned, you mentioned earlier uh, about the books that you, you're re- you be reading. So can you recommend uh, a book or two that our listeners can get that will help them grow personally and professionally? Oh man, I have a list of probably lots of them. <laughs> but I don't know the the typical ones like uh, Good to Great and Outliers and um, all those different ones. I don't know. There's so many, honestly. Yeah. Just go to the the business section or the personal development section and find some some books that you feel that speak to you. Um, I think you know it's interesting because there are some people who will read books and say, "Wow, that's really amazing." And some people who didn't really click, there was nothing in it that was relevant to them or their mindset or the way they were wired or what their needs were at that time. Um, So I don't want to recommend just one book. I just, my recommendation is keep reading constantly. Um, Magazines I find are actually very useful, especially if you have an iPad or an iPhone or you like downloading stuff from from iTunes or your iStore. Um, There's um, Harvard Business Review is exceptional. I absolutely love reading Harvard Harvard Business Review. It's about $90 for a year subscription of it, and it's worth it. 
Um, I read Inc. Magazine. I read Entrepreneur Magazine. I read Wired Magazine uh, because of the industry that we're in. I read Leadership Magazines and Books. Um, it, again, depends on, I think, what your role is and, and how big you want your company to be. Um, the guy who, Tony, the CEO from Zappos, wrote a really great book, which, of course, right now, while I'm on the spot, escapes me. It's over on the other side of the room in the closet. But, um, yeah, the, there's, a, there's a book that the CEO from Zappos wrote about company cultures yes. um, and how to have a really engaged team how to solve your problem, your client's problems and how to get pe to people to create an exceptional corporate culture that does shift and change the world and differentiates you. I think that's a really great read. Yes, Delivering Happiness by Tony Thank Shea. Thank you. Thank yes, you. and uh, Jim yeah. Collins. I know, Jim Collins, good to great. Yeah, I love those books. And yes, you are right. Read books that are that you feel like you need at the moment because uh, there's a lot of uh, books that you want to read, but you what I do is, for example, at this time, I, I want to read on a topic like this. And then I find those uh, books that I can, I can devour right now. So it's not, it's not like you have to read every book out there. Find books that resonate with you. Find books that are relevant to you. So thank you for sharing those. Yeah. And actually, if I could just add one more piece to it. Mm -hmm. um, I, find, I have found that I have started to read books which you know, somebody would recommend it to me and I'd start to read it and I just couldn't get into it and I had to put it down. Um, and then like a year or two later, I'd be like, oh yeah, what was this book about? I'd pick it up and I would just devour it. And I think a lot of it really has to do with where's your mindset at right now and what are your specific needs? So yeah, just back to your point, when it's relevant and where based on where you're at right now, don't get rid of books and give up on them because you're, you may not be at that place where you need it right now. So it's good to just always come back to them and see, okay, you know what? I've evolved as a person. I've grown as a person and in different places. I've had experienced different challenges and, and successes. So let's give this a go again. And sometimes you just get so much out of it when you go back to them later on. And because we love you here at Today's Leading Women, you can now get a free audio download of this book or your favorite one at Audible by going to todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash Audible. Now, last but not the least, Sarah, share our listeners what's one big benefit that they can get with your product or your service and where they can get it and what's the best way that they can connect with you and then we'll end from there. Sure. I mean, if anybody on this call is interested or needs help with figuring out what their online marketing strategy should be, I think that's the biggest thing that, uh, you know, at this point I can offer to, to all of the listeners is if you're trying to sell something online or you're trying to reach your buyers online um, and you want to be able to reach, engage and convert them, then give us a call because we can help you with that. And maybe it's not affiliate marketing, maybe it's not social, but we'll help you figure out what that is uh, and guide you through it. So the best way to reach us is to first look at our website. We're at allinclusivemarketing.com. Um, I can be reached on my email directly at sarah, S-A-R-A-H, at allinclusivemarketing.com. Um, and there's also uh, a phone number you can reach us at, which is our office line, and that's 604 560-2542. All right. So that's allinclusivemarketing.com or her email at sarah at allinclusivemarketing.com and her, their number, office number is 
2542. I'll make sure that all of these resources and the links that are mentioned in today's podcast be available in a beautiful infographic show notes at todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash Sarah Bandy or just type in her name on the search bar and it will find it for you. So for our listeners out there, I highly encourage you to check her websites. That's all inclusive marketing.com. Check on what she's offering, what her products and services are. And I'm sure we all can all learn from uh, knowing our marketing strategy. So sign up for a newsletter, for, uh, for example, so that you can be updated on what she's putting out there. And again, that link is allinclusivemarketing.com. Sarah, thank you so much for being so generous in sharing your time and your inspiring story, your expertise, for being a role model to many and for bringing such a positive energy with our listeners today. Women of the world, including me, appreciate you and wish you more success in business and in your life. Thank you, Marie. I appreciate it very much, too. All right, TLW listeners, did you love this episode? Here's your chance to recommend or vote for your favorite today's leading woman. Here's how to do it. Step number one. After you listen to this episode, go to todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. Step number two. Click the rate and review button. Step number three, say that you love listening to today's Leading Women podcast. Step number four, type in the name of your favorite today's leading woman. Example, Sheryl Sandberg of Facebook, Ariana Huffington of Huffington Post, Oprah of Oprah Winfrey Network. You get it, right? Step number five, type your first name and where you are listening from. Every day, I will personally go through all of your ratings and reviews and scour the names of your favorite today's leading women. You will get to be featured as TLW Fan of the Day with your name and where you're listening from. And you'll be the first one to get notified when your favorite today's leading woman is featured on the show. Fair enough? Awesome. Go to todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. That's www.todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. Feeling inspired and empowered to make it happen? Then take the next step and go get your free guide to the top 10 resources that today's leading women use to stay at the top of their game, plus Marie's favorite today. Visit todaysleadingwomen.com slash guide for your free download, and we'll see you on the next episode of Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg.